listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 74 of <laughs> Cinemental. <laughs> hey, never do that again. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. <laughs> he wasn't prepared for what it would do to me. That's right. Mm, I wasn't. I totally wasn't. <laughs> Welcome to episode... I might not be able to finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> ah, we killed Steve. Shit. <laughs> Welcome to episode 74 of Cinemental. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And why don't you kiss me like everybody else does? How about new? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. I came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true. And that my word of life is then true. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast that we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Hovicki, and as always, I'm here with my co-hosts, Hassan Godwin and Latham Conger III. Our guest tonight, returning for his second round, is a true fan of comics and film, IT wizard by day, and spending his weekends overseeing Comics Carnival in Indianapolis. He also produces and occasionally appears on the You're Gonna Love This or Not podcast. Like so many of us, filling as much of his free time with the things that he likes to do, Mike Wycliffe, welcome back to Cinemental. Thanks for having me back. Uh, <laughs> as I as I explained to you earlier, um, we don't we generally don't ask guests back who uh, aren't good guests. And uh, l- l- luckily, uh, knock on wood, we have not yet had a guest who I would not have back. So you I know, was afraid after Six True. String Samurai, I might have jinxed it. But, you know, <laughs> well, close. it was close. It was really close. Film yeah. choices, notwithstanding, uh, it's, you know, it's not necessarily about that because, you know, listen, everyone's going to like what they like and not like what they don't like. So that's just that's the way of the world. So again, in keeping in the spirit of not naming names, we've we've since seen, at least in my opinion, way worse than Six String Samurai on this adventure. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I don't think that's my opinion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why. That's why I single myself out later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also it, have to let them. Nah, it, it, it held. It held. It held the spot for a while for you. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. But I, I'm pretty proud know. of that. <laughs> so, someone out did you. It, <laughs> six strings, at least during the six string samurai segment, it didn't make you want to punch the screen. Which you've claimed no. on at least two other times, <laughs> on two no, other films. It did not. <laughs> Holy That's crap! That's true. <laughs> so, so let's uh, let's uh, anticipating uh, some good conversation this evening on these two films that Mike has chosen. Let's suffer from consumption. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to think of a sound effect that'd be funny to open that segment. <laughs> <laughs> that that works. Oh, that would be suffering. You probably picked one out already, but yeah. I, you know what? I, I haven't been able to put together a good, uh, a good bumper for it because I don't oh, I know, know, but I thought maybe you had some ready to like, Oh, just a bunch of doc holiday quotes from tombstone, used... you know? Yeah, I know. Right. That's the only thing I can get for consumption that and the, and uh, you know, uh, um, I was going to use your, uh, your suffering will be legendary even in hell from Hellraiser too. Cause I just <laughs> really, good. really that, looking for a place for that one. That's perfect. Uh, who wants to go first, Latham or Hassan? I'll go first. I don't have anything, really. Okay. If, so. uh, if, if Latham doesn't mind. Unless Latham wants to go first, that's fine with me. You go first, buddy. <laughs> you go um, first, buddy. See, the thing is, no one can see us, so they don't know why I'm hysterically laughing. So I, I know, just sound your like laugh a... is fu- Your laugh is funny. So <laughs> exactly. the more you hear it, the better. I can do this all... Listening to people having fun is the next best thing to having fun yourself. So there that's you go. True. That's true. That's saved me it's many a, a time. long step between. Um, <laughs> I spent, yeah, uh, naturally, I watched since, since last Wednesday, I watched um, WandaVision. Again, can't talk about it uh, no. for obvious reasons. I watched The Equalizer. 
I still haven't. I didn't see last week's uh, for, uh, episode of uh, Clarice yet, so okay, uh, we can't was... count that. I want. I, I will be, but not in, not before tonight. Um, I watched uh, Snowpiercer as I talked about, and then I mostly watched for the for the duration of the week. I was mostly recycling through uh, Babylon Five, as I told you. It's all on HBO. Oh, that's right. HD. that's right. So you know, and then I watched our two movies, of course, but actually not a lot. Not a lot of stuff that I that's you've been that's so, been the bulk uh, of my work, time working on the writing thing, yeah. Uh, okay. and that's taken up a lot of like I, f- I finished everything I needed to finish by uh by the 28th by February, so I'm in my uh March schedule now and I'm on schedule, which surprises good no one more than it surprises me, actually. And um, and so that's just been the, the, the goal so far, that's been the plan. Beautiful, all right. Uh, Latham, what do you got? That's about the extent that I have, you know. So right I, I'm, I am going to be trounced in the, uh, in the game this week, and I'm prepared for it. So <laughs> proceed, <laughs> please okay. proceed. Uh, okay, three movies I watched. One I had seen before. But, I thought you uh, said five earlier. Well, the two were watching. Oh, tonight. fuck! That doesn't count. All right, go. Oh, ahead. yeah, that does count. Don't you dare to mean those movies. <laughs> Um, one I had seen before, but it's one of those things that just popped up on, you know, it just came on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, I haven't watched that in a while. And I remember it being good. And that was, uh, Eddie Murphy raw. Oh, and, oh wow. Yeah. God, I haven't seen or listened to that in 40 years. <laughs> I mean, it's really funny. Like the first 50 minutes to an hour. And then the last part of it, it really clunks out and becomes a little repetitive, but it's a good, it's a good concert film. I mean, he's hilarious, but it, it they picked the wrong bit to end with. They should have ended with a different bit, I think. And um, okay. like the McDonald's bit or whatever, it, but you know, it, he's still great. It's, it's very raw between the two, which, which one did you like better delirious or uh, raw? I like raw better. Delirious is decent. I don't think it's as good as raw. Yeah. Delirious is the uh, one that I, I, I must've listened to that album a hundred times. Yeah. I mean, me too. That was the go-to. Yeah. I mean, they're both, they're both good. And uh, I think who directed raw Robert Townsend. Am I right? Who's that? I believe so. I don't, oh. I'm not, I'm just I'm not casting. familiar. I don't, with I don't my... remember, but I know he directed one of his concert films. And I assume it's the later one. So, um, right. So I watched that. I watched a little science fiction movie called The Signal. <laughs> Have you guys seen it? Yes, I, I think Mike has. <laughs> <laughs> no, was that, that, was that like an embolism that, that you had? <laughs> <laughs> was that on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, did I miss out on a joke? No, 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 he just, just, no. Mike just made a noise when you said the signal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> not like I thought like behind him on the wall was <laughs> that, like the frame screenplay or something. That was like, me guessing me. how you were going to react to this movie. <laughs> oh, it was um, like, it was like a <laughs> kind of sad. Know, it's one of those, it's kind of like the endless and other ones I've watched on Netflix lately. I just can't find one that I really like. It's got a good premise. There's good scenes in it. And then the ending, it's just like, ah, okay, you know, and Lawrence Fishburne is, I think, used well, but I don't know. There's just, there's not enough there for me. I didn't think the ending, I, I think a movie like that has to have a really good ending and I, I didn't like the ending. Um, yeah. Have you ever gone back to like Time Crimes or one of those guys? Time Crimes is brilliant. He loves I love Time, time yeah. Crimes. Time Crimes and Primer are like up there for me, like, Two of the greatest little science fiction movies of all time. Okay. Just the uh, way you were talking. I'm like, if you haven't seen that, you should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be, yeah. that'd be embarrassing if I had not seen those movies. <laughs> so, wow. Have you two seen uh, Time Crimes and Primer? Hassan yes. and Steve? No, I have oh, not. I'm sorry, Hassan. I don't mean to embarrass you on your own show. That's my <laughs> bad. Oh, oh. Wow. All right. Tonight's going to be. I get it's it. gonna be rough, get son. It. <laughs> Throwing down the gloves to stop. Apparently, somebody has had their caffeine. I better get my own green screen. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought that, other... that background behind you was a green screen. <laughs> Only if my roommate walks in with a green T-shirt, lemon lime uh, screen. Yeah. The other one I watched was uh, the Conjuring. No. Uh, okay. There's nothing particularly new with this movie it's but you know i 
I think it's I think it's a good horror. I think it's a good horror movie, and the way it's directed is fantastic. I mean, it's it's the guy who did Saw, right? James Wan. Yep. Okay. It's. I mean, the two lead characters aren't really to me. They're not really that interesting. Every they they're acted. You know, Patrick Wilson and uh, Avira Farmiga. I mean, they're they're great actors, but the the characters like battling this, they just aren't that interesting. But everything that happens is paced well. It's creepy. You know, I tried to scare myself. I turned all the lights off and and just mm-hmm. sat there and focused on this and tried there's to get on, There's only it. one scary moment in it. That's the... Um, Darth um, Maul. The what? Darth Maul. What's that? The Darth Maul guy. Oh, the when he appears? There's another yeah. one. There's oh. another... Oh, right behind her, you mean? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, that's really good. There's that's, that's, the best, that's the best jump scare in the film. There's some other decent ones that I thought were creepy, but... Just the doors and the way he made that house feel like so like lived in and real. And, yeah. and you know, the, the, the scene near the end where that really bo- like the most bothersome thing is when she's got the sheet over her and there's just blood coming out underneath the sheet. That was brilliant and well done. So I, I liked it. I'm going to watch the sequel. Um, it's uh, you know, I don't always want to see like those movies and sinister those that came out in that block around that time. And I was happy that this was uh, decent. Sinister, Sinister is pretty good. Sinister two is okay. It's, it's definitely a lesser. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a law of diminishing returns. Okay. Have you seen and, possessor yet? No. Well, uh, Brandon really Cronenberg's film. No, not yet. I enjoyed it. Uh, I saw, apparently there's an, there's an unedited version floating around. Yes. That I did not see. That uh, they I just, didn't realize it at the time. Yeah, but. they just put that. No, they just put that out within the last few weeks. Okay. Because uh, I think Possessor was actually released like in December, maybe. That sounds right. But yeah, yeah I think Netflix, that. I think, right? Or, or not Netflix. Um, Shutter, I think. Shutter, right. <clears throat> it just came out of Shutter, yes. And I think that's the uncut version. Oh, Mike, if you haven't watched it uh, and if you're if you're a no, fan, I've, I've, no, 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 if you're no, if you haven't seen it, and you're a fan of horror and oh, you've yeah. got and you've got Shutter. If you haven't watched <clears throat> Queen of Black Magic, the new one, there's two of them that came out at the same the same day. One is the original film from 1981, and the newer version, which is directed by Kimo Stambol, is a a sort of remake of that film. Um, and they're all the only thing they have really have in common is some of the characters of the have the same names, but other than that, the two films aren't aren't that similar. Interesting. Um, but the new one is one of the one of the better just straight up creepy ass horror films i've seen in a long time excellent uh i've been i I keep almost getting shutter it i came really close when tigers are not afraid came out Ah. um but uh i just didn't pull the trigger and uh, i just need to do it but i have too many streaming services i pay for already i know and there's a the one (laughs) thing that the one thing that shutter has done in the last I want to say last two or three months, they added a huge back catalog of Giallo titles. Uh, just they probably added. Oh, man. <laughs> probably probably at least 15 or 20 uh, big collections uh, or not big collections, but big, uh, you know, na- and stuff you you'll recognize the name of a movie that we did with a with a, a friend of ours a few months ago. And none of us had heard even heard of it ends up popping up on shutter like the next month in this block of giallo films that like was dropped into their queue so that was because of our podcast yeah that might have been so uh sorry lay go ahead oh i don't have much else um continuing with er yeah continuing with er we're almost through season two great episode where the one of the ambulance drivers gets burned over 95 percent of his body and he's going to die and everyone knows it uh, that one was one of my favorites from that season, and um, I love when people get burnt. <laughs> well, just the, just the suspense of knowing he's going to die, and like people keep talking about it, and no one can do anything. It's pretty pretty grim, but it's uh, you know that show is really good at stuff like that. Um, I am inevitable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then Forensic Files, and we watched something else and i can't remember what it no it, no that uh i might watch one of the movies we were watching tonight with me but that was it so okay mike uh you want to play uh sure um my big thing recently is i've been re-watching eureka 
which I love oh, that show I just, so I much. Just, I just binged that last summer for the first uh, time. I, I bought the Blu-ray set a while back, and I'm finally I'm getting towards the end of having watched all of my DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, and so uh, uh, Eureka is what's currently at the you know at the top of the stack of uh, was that and season three of Young Justice and season one of Swamp uh. Thing, and then uh, a new movie called Arch Enemy uh, with uh, um, oh Manganiello. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. It's um, on my it's in my stack of stuff. Why do you sound surprised though? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a it's low budget. Um, and it's holy very crap, budget, I didn't but... hurl. <laughs> but, uh, it That's was keeping those... your bar low there. <laughs> it's one of those that the premise could have gone one of two ways. Right. And yeah. I really enjoy the way they did it. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing um how it moves from here because they definitely they don't they don't necessarily set up a sequel but they set up um a possibility for more in that world so oh cool yeah you know i saw i i picked it up uh Hmm. when it came out and i've been i just it's just been on my drive of in my in my new folder of stuff to watch and i i I always see it it's something that i'll watch probably without deirdre because it's kind of of the ilk of films that she doesn't care if i watch without her and i uh I just every time I look at it, I'm like, eh, I'll get to it. But uh, now that you said <laughs> that, I'll actually I'll, I'll actually drop it into like, uh, a, you know, one of my Saturday viewing times and and actually actually watch it. So good. Will yeah. you? <laughs> I will. Anything else? Um, no, that's the big thing. Like I said, uh, Eureka. T- oh, I also I watched Superman and Lois, uh, which I I enjoyed more than I, I CW's hot or cold with me. And I love yeah. Superman stuff. Uh, they definitely threw budget into it, but it, se- it seemed a little flat. But I'm interested to see where they're going. So, uh, yeah, I've, I have, I, I keep hearing good things about it, but I, you know, I enjoyed we'll, we'll, it. I'm gonna give you issue or episode two a watch. So, honestly, since Smallville, I have not been able to get myself into a place where I can. Now, I should I should preface this with I've not watched any Green Arrow. I've not watched any of the other Berlanti verse stuff. But uh, a couple of things that I have caught throughout the years have not enticed me enough to want to. So, you know, it's it's a matter of I haven't seen anything yet that was going to pull me in enough to make me want to go and really start to watch this stuff and catch up. Um, I watched the, the pilot episode of Batwoman because I really wanted to like it because I love Ruby Rose. And I think had the writing been better on it, I probably would have continued watching it. It I, I just watching it. I didn't feel like it was talking to me as Batwoman an, is as a an adult, one. as an adult male in at my age i just didn't think it was talking to me so i was just like i i can't get in i got better things to do with my time that one's a hard one to jump in on because they were hamstrung by they had introduced the character in an elseworlds crossover the season before okay as already existing and now they have to go back and tell all of the story up to where they met her in that first crossover and we right. don't know any of this stuff yet and so they've got a a very small box they have to play in. And then on top of that, they had to lead it into crisis. Right. So, right. Uh, apparently season two has been very good so far, but I haven't had a chance to down and watch. So, okay. They have a, they have a new actor. So, yes. Yeah. I, I knew that she yeah, was completely, she, like, I knew, I knew that she was one and it. done. So for whatever reason, uh, yeah. For, for reasons that they haven't, they had, no one has uh, fully disclosed. Um, yeah. But you know, the, I think the, this is just it's a it's a tough one because uh i don't really have a problem with what the problem of the with the show was but it was so heavy into the 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 hot button like social justice agenda without really doing anything other than that you know like nothing happened like if if it was about social justice and she and she busted a bunch of heads in the in the first two or three or four shows then it would have been like all right you know but it was just kind of about that and and just about the fact that this is one of the few like uh primetime shows with a you know with a woman uh 
basically dealing with an unrequited love situation with another woman, you know, or, you know, it kind of has a will they or won't they with another woman. And yeah. it, it played that so hard and did very little with the mythology, with the, with the superheroism, all that other stuff. I really have no issue. And it's, it's just, it's just important to, uh, to get that said, I got no issue with the, with the, 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 just, you know, the Object diversity matter. issues. Right. Yeah. I have no issues with that, but you got to do something more than that. You know, it can't just be about that, especially. Right. It still has to be written well. Exactly. And the Arrowverse lately, when it started, they all started as decent shows, but lately the Arrowverse has just leaned on that so heavily. I think, I think that's where they get primarily their audience from. Their audience are, you know, um, you know, 15 to 20 year olds mostly. And they're, they're all, that's a hot button issue for all of them. But so basically it doesn't feel like it, it, uh, all the episodes, all the shows don't feel like it really has laid down foundations in, in story or track. It just has to get, you know, have all these social issues done and then, you know, give you a big spectacle moment in the middle of the, in the middle of the year, some big event. And then it and it just can kind of ride on its own, on on you know on its own inanity like for the rest of the time, and it it just it will not it usually won't hold the interest of people really looking for intricate stories. How too long? long. How that long? Said, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, how long ago did Green Arrow launch? Because that really um, was the birthplace. They did eight of the, seasons. Eight years almost. Yeah. All right. So how many seasons? So two thousand twelve ish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Go, because go he ahead and make the your, first. Go and ahead then they your, wrapped it up with Crisis last year. So All right, go ahead and make yeah. your point, Mike, and then I got a question. I was just going to say that uh, Legends of Tomorrow is still one of the most bug nuts, take chances <laughs> TV shows, oh, and man. I love it so much. They they do not give a crap. They're they're throwing everything out there every week, and I, I enjoy the hell out of it because they're just having fun. Um, it's it's tough, man. It's I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. go ahead. I'll, no, I'll, the question I was going to ask was, do you think that, because like you said, what you were saying, Hassan, that you think that it, it's capturing this group of viewers who are sort of of that age who want to be socially responsible and they're looking for for material that helps support what their what their thoughts and beliefs are, um, or at least what they think they are at that age. And yeah. what I want to ask is, so if if Green Arrow premiered eight years ago, and let's say for the sake of example, for the sake of argument, that someone who was 15 or 16 then, are they as a 20 something now still watching the universe develop or are they watching it and then moving on? Do you think? I, I, I don't know. I can't speak for them. I know for I can only know. I know what their aim is. Yeah. And I know how basically. I, as a, you know, person significantly older than that, have had been able to hold on to one or two of the shows in the very beginning when they started and have just kind of, you know, not even in anger, but just kind of <laughs> fell out with them. You know, it's like, it's not like the shows piss me off and I can't watch them anymore. Right. It's just like I, these issues just don't, you know, there, there's not enough story here. You know, that's that's all there right. is. It's just and then even they they kind of butcher themselves in my opinion and i'm not really honestly i am i have not uh i have not watched uh uh legends of tomorrow heroes of tomorrow um so i don't know i can i can appreciate that that still has it because it was already on a batshit premise in the first place it it managed to hold on to its integrity um It, it it they hurt themselves because none of the uh, none of the foundation is is lasting right so and so is 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 a cyborg this month but then they'll be cured of their cyborgness by the next month I mean anything that made it like remotely interesting I was like okay that's an interesting storyline we'll see how that plays out and then it's either resolved fifteen minutes later or. Uh, a month from now it gets resolved and and then that character is on a completely different mind trip for the you know for the rest of the season but then the next season it completely changes again and after a while you just kind of i'm i'm kind of done with this merry-go-round wait are you, you saying know, they're soap operas for 
with with special effects? <laughs> they're, they're they're not even right because soap operas are mostly about relationships, right? And I'm not talking about like love relationships. They're just basically relationships: father son friction, mother daughter friction. You know, husbands and wives, brothers and sisters. These like the 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 Arrowverse stories are basically about trends. It's not really even about the relationship. You know, so if it was about the relationship, that would hold your interest. But this is mostly like trendy stuff. Um, and it, it sucks to say because it plays into the it plays into the narrative that the social justice, you know, stuff is is is, you know, doesn't make for good storytelling. And I do not agree with that. But I do think if social justice stuff alone is terrible storytelling, you know, so. You know, it is what right. it is. Uh, Using it as a crutch is not necessarily good storytelling. Yeah. And that, that's having that's it involved in your think. stories is fine. Using yeah. it as your story, no good. That's the impression I got from the first three episodes I watched of, of Batwoman. It's yeah. like I, three episodes in and nothing has happened. She hasn't superheroed anything, you know? Right. Um, now, I know it's all origin and she's building up to it, but you, as a, as a, as a consumer, uh, waiting to be entertained you got to do something <laughs> in the three hours that i gave you to, to you know to keep me coming back are you not entertained no nope. <laughs> exactly it's like you know, she's not even wearing the suit you know what am i supposed to do with this you know it's you know at least you know even in in, in the worst superman movie he flew into the sun at least once you know like it's that's, that's kind of what you're there for right i just i just want to see him throw something into the sun i don't care you yeah. know and all you want to see the Hulk do is throw a tank by its turret, you know, exactly. grab it by the just, and throw just, the tank. Just give me that. And I'll be right there with my popcorn, you, you know, know, pumping up my blood pressure. At the end you know? of the day, that Ang Lee Hulk movie is not bad. It's just not two hours of Hulk smash. And that's what people wanted. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just this weird, this weird stuff with his dad and with Nick <laughs> Dolte. And it, I mean, like, what are you guys doing? Well, you got the Hulk. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> You're burying your lead here. What are you guys doing? So, yeah, superheroes need the superhero or it's not a superhero story. That's all there is to it. You Good, know? Point. Um, Good point. And it's too bad. So well, I haven't even seen the new stuff. I, I hear it's a little better. I also hear that The Walking Dead is a lot better since I stopped watching, but that doesn't mean I'm going back. So <laughs> Yeah, I stopped know. watching in season three, so I don't know what it's doing. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I understand a lot's happened. <laughs> yes, there's, there's been a couple of a couple of uh, switches and changes around. Half the people are not, dead. Not half much. the people are alive. There you go. And you got a bunch of new yeah. people. So there you go. I uh, would just like to say that based on your conversation on all these shows, I've never seen them, and I don't like them. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I don't, I like don't them think at you. All. Yeah. I don't think you would like a lot of no. the Arrowverse. Uh, like yeah, the, yeah, really. Don't worry. Yeah. I won't be watching. <laughs> that's probably a good allocation of your time, sir. And the creators well are probably happy that I'm not. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, See, yeah, but I'm not because I'd love to hear your your critiques of all of them. That would be okay. I'm watching oh them all that, now. That would oh be quality that, time. That's I'm a going to in and of itself. Machine. I only need yes. four days. <laughs> I, I, right now, I'm just trying to figure out how long it's going to take me to get through 15 seasons of Supernatural. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i tried to get amaya to watch that and she's like yeah i don't want to invest that much time okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're investing 14 seasons of er so get ready yeah exactly <laughs> i could see him laying out the little pieces of candy and you just picked them up picked them up all of a sudden the box yeah. fell on you <laughs> <laughs> speaking of boxes speaking of boxes yeah <laughs> so uh mike's main feature pick is dave made a maze hey what the hey baby welcome home what is this i built a labyrinth have you been working on this all weekend uh i'm lost it's cardboard i know but it's much bigger on the inside i'm going into the maze no i don't want you to get lost okay just ignore me do what you're doing Put some music over this. It'll be a montage. It'll be awesome. Can we go in the maze now? Let's go. This place is huge. The double. Okay, I think we're good. Oh. Dave! Follow me. Yeah, I can explain it. I can explain everything. 
No, I can't. Instead of trying to defeat the maze, we've got to complete the maze. We're not just doing that because it rhymes. Well, then how about instead of trying to diminish it, you guys help me finish it. Oh! Yes! Yes! He's back. From 2017, directed by Bill Waterson, not that one, with a running time <laughs> of 80 minutes. Annie returns from a weekend away to discover her boyfriend Dave has spent the weekend making a cardboard maze in their living room. When he informs her that he has become lost inside it, once, pa- once past her disbelief, she recruits friends and a film crew to mount a rescue attempt. Once inside, things get weird. Then they get even stranger. Mike, why'd you pick Dave made a maze? So every now and again, I'll see a trailer for a movie that will just jump out and say, you're going to love this movie. And this was one of them. And just from the very first trailer, I was hooked just the, the handmade aspects of it. And the, the definite theme of um, being frustrated with your life and uh, uh, just wanting to do something uh, and having it not go the way you planned um, really kind of spoke to me. And then when I went and found the movie, um, it didn't fail on the premise. So I really, I just love it. It's uh um, it, it very much speaks to not being, not feeling fulfilled. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I get, I know exactly what you mean because when this movie was originally came out, uh, I remember seeing the trailer for it and just thinking, wow, I've got to see this. This looks crazy. And I have, I've had a copy for years and I just, have never gotten around to watching it. It fell off my radar. And then every once in a while I would see it in my, on my, on my drive. And I would just be like, ah, I got to remember to get back to that. And I just never have. So I'm really glad you picked it. Um, This movie is so, you know, unfortunately I've had time to think about it. And I think that I, I almost wish I would have watched this movie literally right before the show, because I wouldn't have had time to actually think about the movie itself. And I think that this movie is, again, it's one, it's a movie that I know this is going to sound weird. I don't think I want to watch this movie again because I think it would take away from the feeling. It's so visually inventive and it's stunning to look at. And there's so much taking your attention away from the fact that there's really not that much to this movie that I feel like once you get past the idea of all the visual stuff happening, you're going to see the cracks. You're going to see that there's not a whole lot of story to it. I get that it's an allegory for the artist getting lost in a project or so lost in a project that they can't ever complete it. I, I get that. I mean, that's, it's not, it's hardly even an allegory, man. That's basically the subject of the film, but I, I almost feel like, I'm afraid to find out that this is just a cinemological sleight of hand trick. Like they're like, this movie is so fucking cool looking that once you get past that, there's not enough underneath to support it. And I, I don't want to get to that point with this movie. I, I enjoyed it so much and I feel so good having watched it. It's like, it just makes you feel great to watch a movie like this the first time. You know, this is a movie I would recommend to anyone I know who likes film. Uh, I, I think that there, it's so visually, again, it's so visually inventive. I like the fact that they didn't go to a lot of depth about why or how the maze essentially took on a life of its own. It just did. And everyone just sort of accepts it. And they just kind of move into the story and say, well, this is what we got to do to get out of it. So here's the deal. You know, I think that the one scene in the film where it comes dangerously close to, in Hassan's words, getting up its own ass uh, is when they have that that conversation in the kitchen that sort of eventually comes completely full circle to them switching positions on all the dialogue, which I thought was a really, really cool scene. But it came dangerously close to 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 veering away from keeping you in that sort of fantasy world and it kind of crawled a little bit because of it it was so stylized that it it kind of it it kind of slowed the whole adventure down a little bit 
Yeah, I think it, I think it was a little bit of a pause, a little bit of a rest stop go from from the adventure of uh, of going through the the maze and that. Um, the one thing I want to say uh, is I think that the the a couple of one of the things that I really liked about it, um, the moment that they get turned into lunch bag characters when they go down the tube is one of the actual one of the actual high points of the film for me. Uh, me and Deirdre could not stop laughing. Uh, the moment they go down that chute and pop and the first one pops up and you're just like, holy fuck, are you kidding me? It's just it's so brilliant how everything turned into a world of paper. The only joke that I thought that they had a great opportunity for and missed. And this is simply because that, you know, listen, we've all written stuff and we all get things. But the only thing was when they all walk into the vagina room and each guy that comes through the door says, he has to like get get mesmerized by it, and every single person is like, "No, it's a trap." It's a trap. <laughs> I really just wanted one guy to walk through the door, look up, and go, "Yeah, that's a trap," and then just keep walking. <laughs> it. And they all just like you know are like, "Yeah, well." <laughs> just I wanted one guy to recognize it. That's all I wanted. I wanted I, Admiral I, Akbar to walk in the room. I honestly, <laughs> to this point, I, I really think that that was if they'd done it just a little bit differently. That's exactly what they would have done with Leonard. The guy that comes into it later, the guy from. Chuck. Oh, yeah. 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 That would have been great if they had done it with him when because he's yeah. so far behind everyone else. Yeah. Um, uh, Latham, what did you uh, what did you think of this? Um, the movie I can compare it to the most is a movie called The Wizard of Speed and Time. Have either, any of you seen that movie? Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Mike, Mike Jitloff, right? I don't I it's don't been know. a long time, but yeah. 1989 yeah. or 90, something like yep. that. Yep. So it and the way I, the reason I compare it to that is because they have a really great idea and premise here. And it looks like a lot of these guys involved with the movie are just friends. He's got like some animator friends, he's got you know this great idea, and it's like they all came together, they they figured out what they want to do but they desperately needed a script rewrite at least once or twice. It, it seems like we're watching the first draft of a script and you know how you come up with these great ideas like that scene repeating itself or the allegory of never being able to finish a project. Those are good ideas here, but I, I just, I don't know. I, it, it, it annoyed me. A lot of the movie annoyed me and I, it, it, it's because I wanted it to go in different directions. I wanted it to be more creative than it was. And, you know, it, like you said, when you saw the preview, you're just like, oh, I can't wait to see this. And that's how I felt when The Wizard of Speed and Time, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that is the movie made for me. And then you go and see it. And it's a five minute idea stretched out into a 90 minute film. And <laughs> loses, loses its, its power. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't dislike this movie. I just, I don't know. I didn't think a lot of the actors were very appealing and the roles, I, the, the lead girl, she's great. Other yeah. than that, I wasn't, you know, I didn't care about Dave or, or the supporting people. Um, there's some neat, you know, all the cardboard stuff and it's really cool. And the ideas of people exploding and, you know, it, it, it's almost like, he, they saved money by the premise being built into the story of everything being cardboard and, you know, all these rooms <laughs> made of cardboard and with the walls. And, and that's cool. I like that kind of stuff. It just, there's a lot of downtime in this movie that I didn't, I didn't enjoy. And I, you know, I probably, I, I get what Steve's saying too, that once you start thinking about it, it you know, it, it didn't, didn't go, didn't go up with me overnight. It went, flat and then down and it's it sucks because i want to i want to like this movie more just based on the premise based on the title based on the you know how they executed some of it but i you know <clears throat> when you said not being fulfilled earlier that's kind of how i feel with this film oh. i just uh I, I didn't love it but your disappointment stems more from the fact that you had thought that they did have a good idea and just didn't execute as well as they should have well, they executed, I mean, the, the direction and the effects and the shots and everything about the movie is fine. There's just the story is, there's just not enough there. I wanted, you know, I, I wanted more out of the cardboard maze. And I just, every time they went to like a new room or, or some <laughs> idea, I mean, I, the, the vagina room is just, 
I mean, it, it's fairly pointless. <laughs> it's just point. It's just a. It's just a bad. I thought it was a bad joke. I didn't. I didn't think that right. was funny at all. Um, and you know, they. It, it's like they were brainstorming ideas and they rolled them all down on a piece of paper and they had like five good ones and five bad ones and two great ones and two awful ones and they said we're going with it. We're just doing this. We're taking them all. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going for it. Hey, uh, Dave, you want to rewrite this maybe a couple of times? Nah, we're doing it. We're just going. Let's go. <laughs> Here we are. So Fair enough. That's, that's my opinion. Fair enough. Uh, Hassan? I, yeah, I had, I've never even heard of this movie ever at all. And uh, okay. Yeah, me neither. Actually. After coming off of. Uh, Oh man, this is mean. After coming off a six string samurai, I was like, oh, come on. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> and uh, I, I um, just before I, I got hold of the movie, I watched the trailer of it and it just looked, you know, bad shit. But I mean, there were some, there were, there were, there were funny jokes in the trailer that it seemed like funny, funnily paced. It seemed, you know, it's, it, it seemed like this idea that was this, this dumb idea that, that they weren't going to take too seriously, but in, in not taking it too seriously, they were going to go for it, you know? So that's what the trailer promised and watching the movie. It's exactly what the trailer said it was going to be, you know? Um, it, it, there's a there's a thing that happens in some movies where, where you know maybe you start to realize in the middle of the movie uh, and this does not happen often for me at all so you start to realize in the middle of the movie this movie can do anything at this point and i i wouldn't be upset about it you know i would not be i would not be offended or not it, it has achieved such a level of consistent absurdity that Whatever they did, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's BS. Right. You know, it wouldn't be my helicopter in the tunnel right. moment. You know, it, it, it's just like, right. I'm, right. I'm good for this, you know. So I, I really can't say any, I'm, I got more to say, but I mean, I really can't say anything more about the film than that. It's like, it's just at, at this, it, it, it did its job to such an extent where I was able to just stop analyzing everything that I was seeing. About like, oh, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Like, come on, she's not even. That's that's confetti. That's not blood. This is bullshit. You like it? Just I was just like, okay, all right, that happens. You know, when when you build a maze in your living room and then you get inside and it becomes a dimensional, you know, fortress that you know that you, it becomes a target. Yeah, um, then sometimes when you get your head cut off, confetti comes out. I mean, that's. I've read this book, you know, I, I, I know that these are the physics of uh, when you when you die on the plate of spikes, <laughs> yeah. uh, silly string yes. shoots out all over. And <laughs> and you know what? I'm all right with it. What was gr- something I didn't realize until watching it this time. The guy that dies on the plate of spikes is the basis for OK Go. Yes. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, which yeah. is, you know. Fucking kick ass. Anyway, sorry. Kick ass fan. Anyway, so. fun, funny in its own. Way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And also, I like that the you know the they called uh in the SCA or in, in various other LARPing they they call it wounds retained when when it all when they fix everything <laughs> the dead people were still dead <laughs> you know yeah. it wasn't like they all yeah. sprouted out of the ground like wow that was a that was a crazy afternoon what are we doing next week <laughs> so and I you know I got it I, what I had said before we started recording was like the theme of tonight was like uh, was working through your you know, was constructive using your constructively using your mental illness, you know, or the, the or the exploring the freedoms of, of levels of mental illness. This movie does apply to an extent because it the 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 premise is mentally ill, really. You know, it's a good premise. It's really solid. It's fantastic metaphor. Um, it. Uh, all the characters really, uh, you know, kind of set up the stakes as they walk in. And, like, his girlfriend, like, she played that perfectly. Like, what are you up to now? You know, like, why not? It's not, it's, it's, 
it's kind of like this is not the first thing this idiot has built. You know, this is not the first endeavor that this guy's been on. Yeah, that's right. been that has turned into a disaster, right? And she is yeah. literally yeah, on her last legs of this relationship, as far as she's concerned, right? And you, she is definitely the girlfriend who is also the mom, right? And oh yeah, and you get that she's tired of it without them ever having to say. I'm done with this. You know, they, I mean, they, the, right. the, the art, the, the, the artsy fartsy moment in the middle where they're, where they're exchanging drinks and exchanging dialogue is probably the only time where they're really on the nose about the, the circumstances that they're suffering. And then it, the only really great thing about that scene is when, when they reversed it, you realize he's just as tired of her, you know, of her insecurities as, as she is as his. So that kind of worked for me. I don't know. This is one of those films where I'm like, I just don't really care about how 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 ridiculous this is. I do how weird. Yeah, I do like movies. I have found I do like movies that make their own world, you know, like like movies Mm -hmm. like Hook or, you know, wherever they're in this this kind of fantasy realm. And some of the stuff look like a sage, uh, you know, a, 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 a movie stage, you know, a stage set. Some of it looks real. Yeah. Some of it, but I just, but, but they lean into it so hard that I stop caring. I stop becoming uh, ultra analytical about it, which, you know, really allows me to just watch a film like a normal person. So this film, yeah, fucking did that. And so I think it was great. I enjoyed it tremendously. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know, I understand where where Latham's coming from. So do I. I, by the I way. just didn't. F- I I I uh, like I said, and I feel like that if I were to go back and watch this movie one or two more times, I I have a feeling I would like it less. So I kind of don't want to because I did enjoy it so much the first time, and that was really simply because that everything I was looking at was just so much fun. Like they just had so much fun. Like, you know, like Latham said, just throwing shit at the wall, coming up with ideas and then executing them uh, good or bad. Um, and a lot of the visual gags did work for me. Um, I love the idea of him using the piano box, uh, you know, and it was stuck to the I wish they would have done more of that because not all cardboard, obviously, is just plain brown cardboard. <laughs> I wish they would have had some more printed cardboard stuff that led to like either disastrous circumstances or, you know, you know, weird, funny installation stuff like the piano did. Um, I just, uh, I, I just feel like that. And I know this, do- this doesn't sound good, but I feel like the deeper I look into this movie, the less I'm likely to enjoy it. And I don't, I don't want that because I've enjoyed the experience of watching it the first time. And I, I just have a feeling that, the dig the deeper I dig, the less I'll enjoy it. So I'd rather kind of stay where I'm at with it and just have this memory of like visually ha- just being like really, really happy with everything that they did in the movie uh, and not overthink the fact yeah. that the actual core of the movie, that there's just not a lot to it. Like I said, I would recommend this movie to anyone to watch simply just simply for the visual fact the visual side of things it's really fun all the stuff that they decided to like the stuff that they did execute well on um i love the idea that you know because this you know maze becomes a labyrinth with a labyrinth you have to have a minotaur and the minotaur spontaneously is created and then does his job where it has to go and chase everyone down i I like that idea and it was excellent the 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 mask out of out of cardboard you know that is just you know like i'm on i'm in I get it. And then when, when it was a little paper bag, when the Minotaur was. Yeah. Him. Yeah. But again, the little paper bag Minotaur. It's hysterical. I mean, it's just him. He's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait. Um, and then poof, it turns into a, into the monster. Yeah. it's And it's funny. And these guys, uh, these guys, when they were making the movie, you know, they went into it with what they thought was going to be enough cardboard to last them the entire shoot. And it ended up lasting them like three weeks. And because uh, they had gotten all this cardboard from uh, American Apparel, from American Apparel, local American Apparel factory. When they went back, there was like, no, we don't have any more cardboard for you. So they ended up, as turns out, the where they were shooting was next door to a, a solar panel installation place. And they had a huge dumpster full of cardboard and they just asked if they you know, would let them go. And they're like, yeah, whatever, because it's all going back in when we're done. 
so they ended up getting a lot more cardboard for that. Uh, so they would, they only had the space when they were shooting this to ever have two rooms done at any given time. So there was always whatever room they were shooting in and the other room, the next room that they were going to make was being built next to it. So each room had an average life of about four hours because they would build it. They would shoot all the scenes they needed for it. And then they would destroy it to turn it into another room or another series of tunnels or whatever. That's just so mind boggling to me that just that kind of turnaround for, for rooms that are that involved and gorgeous. Their production manager had his shit together because, you know, obviously and once they destroyed a room, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're not going to be able to go back and rebuild that's, it to, without having to reshoot everything. So it seems over, you know, their, <laughs> their coverage on everything just had to be phenomenal. Um, uh, yeah, that was clever. And I didn't catch the, you know, it's been so long since I've seen Raging Bull. I didn't catch the reference <laughs> with the did you fuck my yeah. wife thing when they turn when they all turned black and white. I didn't get that that was from Raging Bull. So. I, uh, well, when you got when you got a Minotaur, you got to have a Raging Bull. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, I, I never I never made that connection. It was only reading later that I uh, that I found that out. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really fun movie. I. Uh, you know, and I, I just don't want to I don't want to dig any deeper than I have. Right. I just I, I, I enjoy I really enjoyed it as it is and for what it was. And, uh, you know, that that's that's about all I got. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I agree. I actually so agree. Basically you're saying you're a coward. Oh, man. Uh, if that's the way if that's <laughs> how you'd like to approach it, that's you up to you. Film coward. <laughs> of date made a mate. Um, okay. No. Yeah, I think it's more actually the fact that I like the fact uh, that I like the way it made me feel in one viewing and I don't need to dig into it in order to assuage anything about my enjoyment of the film. Okay. You know? I, I kind of like a things... reverse situation of you and Nightbreed, actually. Uh -oh. You saw it once and hated it, whereas you don't see and understand how really good that film actually is. Uh, no. uh, yeah, the difference the difference is is that movie was awful. So that's no. you know that this is Well, you think this film's you know, do you, well, you think No, I don't awful. think this film is awful. I no, I, I think this film's got a lot of merit. I'm glad I saw it. Nightbreed is awful. I'm, I'm glad at least you said it's got a lot of merit because, you know, as it stood, it sounded just like you were the only one of us who didn't like it. So I'm, uh, I'm glad I, at I least you said it. Two and a half stars is what I would give it. And that's why I gave The Wizard of Speed and Time. But that's not why I gave Nightbreed. Oh, I gave I know. Nightbreed one star. Well, and someday you'll you'll retract and change that review. Oh, my God. So Someday we're going to have our We've own special podcast. Yes, kids. Make other people <laughs> watch movies they don't want to watch. And you can make me watch that fucking movie again. And I hate it when mom and dad fight. <laughs> I think I think one of my favorite things about this movie uh, is uh, the the lack of cynicism. And I, I think I talked about I, I mentioned that before we started. Yeah, but, until uh, Latham. Uh, this and the other movie for tonight. Well, yeah. Yeah, until he Latham. brings he brings cynicism yeah. to any project. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that is Dave made a maze. All kinds of pop culture on the Sentimental Podcast. Everyone. That's right. We don't. Uh, we do not discriminate. Yeah. I guess especially we when talk it comes about movies. We talk <laughs> about music, and once in a while, we talk about posters. That's right. And usually, it's because we've gone down the tubes. And again, the internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. <sighs> it's okay, Lay. There's not that many. No, I just feel bad for Hassan. He has to experience that every week. <laughs> Again, that was pretty light, comparatively speaking. To some yeah, that was that was not uh, that was not, not an ordeal. Not quite as some not quite time. as not quite as painless as Dennis's, but uh... Hassan, <laughs> Hassan secretly <laughs> like that one. Where, is, where Hassan <laughs> goes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that didn't happen at all okay <laughs> that was the joke that week you know you gotta have yeah one week that's right you gotta you gotta make it i was i was almost happen. offended and like wait, wait a minute <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're what basically do, what do you mean we're not doing <laughs> we're basically a Simpsons couch gag right now yeah, so that's you know, right we're just, yeah. we're just gonna we're just gonna just look at the posters like that just raw without any preamble you're not that? gonna ham it up beforehand <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay start, anyway down the tubes start, 
<laughs> Starting with the Dave Made a Maze posters. If everyone has I like them. Like the log line. He thought of everything but the way out. Yep. Nice That's and great. simple. It's it's a nicely made poster. It's uh, you know, this one and also the uh the one after it, the the other, the US alt poster are just both really cool handmade posters. You know, clearly they, board. Yeah. yeah, clearly the, they, had to, they had to build all this stuff, you know. The alt one is the DVD cover. Oh, did they use that one? Because I know that the um a later a later DVD version had another cover as well that I thought was pretty cool. Um because there weren't uh there weren't any surprisingly, uh I thought with the, as quirky as this movie is, and the fact that I found like however many for six string samurai. I thought I'd at least find a couple of guys who, who made some cool quirky posters for this, especially with the, with the, with the idea that so much cardboard was involved. I thought there would have been a couple of uh, people who had tackled that, but not so much. I like, I like both of these posters. I like the, the regular yeah, and yeah. the old version. They're both fun. Yeah, both uh, they both kind of visually tell the story of the movie pretty, pretty succinctly. Um, the next one was the, the UK Blu-ray. Mm-hmm artwork hmm. which is funny he's got the puppet people hanging you know outside the big uh the big giant mouth yeah. that was great they go into that room and it's like belching miscellaneous paper at him i just fucking love that i love that uh they're, they're one of the things they said in the i always I, I like to listen to the uh, uh behind the you know the that commentary. commentary thank you um <laughs> at least once when when we're doing these kind of things and uh they were all on their knees as they went through there because they could only make so many uh cranes and so they oh, just right. they, they made all these paper cranes but they couldn't really fill it and so they all dropped down onto their knees oh, and funny. walked through on their knees like they were wait, waiting through yeah on, for real that's great um, <laughs> that's great because I, I honestly thought that that set just went down like five feet yeah yeah it was, they played that off really well uh i next- don't like i don't i don't really like the poster because it doesn't give you any indication of what you're about to see it's nice i like it but it, yeah. it's kind of it's one it's only it only works because you've already seen it yep you know yeah it wouldn't help you out yeah in well, any way the, right i get it i gotta be through just my latham moment that's right liking. that's right next is the uh <laughs> I like it. next is the i don't like it next is the japanese poster i don't like <sighs> this is this is making it all look like an epic you know, yeah. <laughs> look at the way <laughs> very like Indiana Jones film on top. <laughs> exactly. For some reason, it feels like uh, have you ever seen that movie Stalker Russian movie. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. oh. I'm going to watch it very soon. It's it's on my ah. it's on my to do list. That and the uh, that and the Tartakos the Tarkovsky uh, Solaris. Oh, boy. Uh, well, sure set aside three hours and a nap. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> I have. I've Rough never made it through Solaris without a nap. Good call. <laughs> His movies are, oh, God, this guy just <laughs> fucking. Come on, dude. Finish the movie. Fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, for some reason, when I see this Japanese poster, that's it makes me think of Stalker. I, I see what you mean. I see exactly what you mean. Okay, good. Uh, so, I love someday. yelling, finish the movie at the movie. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I've seen movies like that, that I definitely oh, understand that line of thinking. <laughs> Get to the end. <laughs> oh, my God. We watched that in film study class. I'm just like looking at like the person next to me like, this is a fucking classic. Come on. Throw the ring in the volcano already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? yeah I mean. <laughs> you look at the guy next to you. Do you have a gun? I'm just asking. Wait just, a minute. No you reason. had these giant eagles the whole fucking time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. so that, next, he's going to come on and pick Stalker. Or Solaris, and I'm gonna have a fucking field day with them. <laughs> I promise not to pick either of those movies if yeah, I ever come don't back. Don't do that. We already like you. It's Mike. not gonna be a field day for you. It's gonna be a field day for Latham. Yes. We gotta make that distinction. Oh no, I don't think you're gonna like it either. So, <laughs> so, uh, so ne- next is this, is the South Korean poster. Fuck that movie. Sorry, good. Uh, the South Korean poster, which the framing makes this almost look Egyptian. 
Yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, why is there a Sphinx on there? I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, we're going to Easter Island on an It's that Kubrick yeah. hallway. That's right. That's right. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets the job done. But and then finally, I found a, uh, this wow. was oh one of the guys God. had, this was one of the guys' uh, production drawings for a rough layout of of some of the parts of the maze okay i mean you know, it was a way for them to help map things out that's that's all it was i, I would have loved to i thought it was fun in the movie somewhere especially when they're talking about the chrysalis chamber you know i think this this would have made me happy if i had seen this in the movie somewhere <clears throat> so the movie could have ended if they just walked in and went left yeah <laughs> basically <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just go to the left, okay? Well, they couldn't because oh, yeah. there's no there's no door. Remember she was I know. I'm just, I'm just showing how close it was to yeah. you know yeah. to the to how the, the close the end was to the beginning. But of course, that's a maze. That's the way maze have a laugh, and they just... call that room the cardboard majora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just what I mean. And then, brin. I just like brin. brin. <laughs> I mean that's high five. High five. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> That is a legitimately creepy section of the movie. It is. It is. Oh, yeah. Is. Absolutely. You're waiting for her to do something awful. And right. Yeah, you're just high five. Just high five. Her head in. Why do you need to be high fived? <laughs> no reason. No reason. <laughs> high five. <laughs> uh, and that's it for Dave Made a Maze. So um, that's all I got. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not fine. shocked that there aren't more, but I wish there were more. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I feel that some some people could have pulled off some really fun stuff, and I'm just uh, sorry Maybe to say they will eventually. it hasn't yet. It's so. one of those things that, like, ten years down the line, there's going to be some kind of mondo exhibit, and people are going to go nuts. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. Just cardboard everywhere. Yeah, that'd be really fun to do, actually. Uh, so normally, uh, as you know, we would go into a martini situation, but seeing as the guy who directed Dave Made a Maze has never directed anything else. Uh, <laughs> you have anything in the works? Uh, I don't believe so. No, not that I saw. Uh, this was a a one shot thing for him. I thought he was doing um, uh, the whatchamacallit, the uh, some kind of not Calvin and Hobbes. No, oh, it was yeah. like some sequel to this about Thanksgiving. I think it was called uh, Dave Made a Glaze. <sighs> <laughs> oh man. You gotta stop doing that, dude. You gotta, you gotta stop. He's uh, Every he, time well, the thing is, the funny thing is, is, he's he he's a working actor, you know. So I mean, he's got acting credits, and he does a lot of shorts and does some video game stuff and some TV series stuff. But um, you know, he's got acting stuff that's that's you know. He's so that's like what a, he focuses on. He just wanted to make this movie. Yeah, he wrote and he wrote and directed this movie, and you know, he clearly knew enough people to to put together enough money to. To put it together, I mean, I, I, I was looking on. I mean, Box Office Mojo said this movie made like thirteen thousand dollars. So, I mean, I don't know. That did wow. You know, yeah. It well, it, all, it didn't play, but in like one theater or something. They they road showed it. Is yeah, way, is the way I remember. So. Yeah, no, they it won a ton of festival awards. Yeah, it did. It certainly did. It got a lot of really really great. Pre- I mean, listen, it's, I mean, it's a it's a highly. Uh, uh, you know, it's got an 86 critics rating and a 71 audience rating. That's not bad. Oh, uh, yeah. it, it also took them like six years, stem to stern, to make it too. So, uh, oh wow, okay, yeah, that would make sense. Nathan can understand that. <laughs> six years? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, six, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, a lot of a lot I, of planning really uh, ahead of time, that. apparently. That's uh, that's, that's right out of. My- Right in my wheelhouse. That's a lot of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I, I think I heard him say that the sh- the actual shoot time was about twenty days. Wow. Um, but but uh, all of it, the, the whole the whole pri- the prior five years, yeah, was basically preparation. That's yeah. what yeah. they're saying. Wow. Save, saving up all their change. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, if I take just three more acting jobs. You get paid scale. Yeah. I can make this movie. Diving. It's all going to come together. I think we've got almost enough cardboard. I'd say worth it. 
I, I, I would too. I would too. I think. I think it's. Uh, it's. It's the little it things in there too. Like when they walk into the playing card room, all of the playing cards uh, on the curtain yeah. are sixes and sevens. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> very clever. These mm-hmm. so, so they are literally at sixes and sevens. Yeah. It's very British uh, of them. <laughs> Those references and little things are cool, but you got to, well, whatever. You can do whatever you want. Your movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're, you're a little too subdued for me tonight. (laughs) You're you're spooking me, man. You're late. You're too laid back tonight. (laughs) I'm having a lot of Lathan hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah, he remembers yeah. Midnight Lathan. <laughs> I guess we're having back many, <laughs> many times. And we've never seen Midnight Hassan or Midnight Steve. So, oh, no, I take that back. We saw Midnight Steve when his internet went out. That was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Not yeah. Happy. That was no good. We don't want to see yeah. Midnight Steve again. <laughs> no. Oh, we don't. No. He was ready to kill, but fortunately, no people are within. 50 miles in so it's up here luckily my we're in no danger luck- of midnight is on because i have the buffer of the the, the black hat that that yeah, that yeah, cools right. things off we'll never yeah, you have midnight your own pressure on. release valve black yeah. hat. <laughs> bullshit in my opinion hey <laughs> we all have our coping mechanisms damn you it will, you will show your real self <laughs> just for that you, you will show yourself now <laughs> Right now he's having a massive spaz behind that black hat, folks. But you can't. <laughs> of course. Now That's he takes the it point. down a yeah. God damn it. Well, now I just I just put that up whenever I get up, just in case. <laughs> After all the, the the terrible things that have happened to people on Zoom being put recorded, it, put it up, falling off. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, I, I, I got a turf. I, I got no pants on. So. <laughs> Just gonna, <laughs> you know. I never do. Pardon me. Yeah, pants optional. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna randomly become a kitty cat now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The poor uh, schmuck. I'm sorry. I'm not a cat. Well, Michael, thanks once again for joining us, and, uh, hey, and thanks for having me. Coming back yeah, on. Uh, yeah, come back on for those Mike. films. Thanks to Festlian Music. Please check out our website at cinementalpod.com for all the poster images we discuss on our Down the Tube segment. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at cinementalpod.com. You can also follow us on all major social media accounts at cinementalpod. For Hassan Godwin, Latham Conger III, Mike Wycliffe, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend and cardboard construction engineer, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.